Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm Navaz. And it's your girl, Queen K. I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens of Vibes and Vision. So, Queen K, how has your week been? Oh, my week has been good. Um, I went on a weekend trip to Atlanta. Uh, it was really nice. Uh, I was with some beautiful women. Um, I really enjoyed myself, came back home. And y'all know my regular little spiel. God gave me another day, so I'm going to make it great. I'm thankful that he, you know, he protected my kids while I was gone. He protected me, let me come back. Um, I was able to wake up this morning and do it all over again for him. So I'm just thankful. Any day that he gives me, I'm thankful for it. So everything's going good. I was able to smile and laugh. So, yeah, it was all love. So I'm grateful. So what about you? Um, This week has taught me that some things are out of your control. Like everything that I planned this weekend, just everything fell through. Um, I was supposed to get my eyelashes done. I was told the day of that the the glue wasn't in, so I just said refund me. Um, I was supposed to go out to New Jersey, but that fell through. And yeah, today you know air mattresses just falling through. So, um, but we still staying afloat. You know, we still we still staying afloat. God has the last say. Um, This is just teaching me. You know, some things you, you can't control, but don't let it stress you. True, true. Yeah. Okay, so with that said, y'all, we're going to jump right into the show. I'm going to start off with the A.O. King and Queen quote. Y'all know it's already sponsored by Pinterest. Um, I have two quotes for y'all tonight. The first one says, you feel you're not enough when you put your value on people that don't value you. I'm going to say that again. You feel you're not enough only when you put your value on people that don't value you. Y'all stop letting mm. people, value, you know, let you determine your wealth or your worth. Um, you are worth so much and beyond that, and you need to understand that for yourself. You can't go based off of how somebody else view you or feel about you or think you're worth. You have to know that you are the shit. And you have to love yourself enough. That's why self-love is the best love, because once you know your value and your worth, no one, no one can devalue you. No one can make you feel no type of way. No one can make you not love yourself once you know who you are. So we need to take that time out to do some self-reflecting and soul-searching to figure out, you know, our value, okay? And don't put it in other people's hands. Only, only listen to yourself and your heart and God, of course. All right, my second one is when a flower doesn't bloom, you fix the environment in which it grows, not the flower. Stop thinking you're just a problem. It could be the area that you're in, the time that you're in, you know, the company that you keep at that moment. That's why we need to reevaluate our lives, like, daily. We have to Mm -hmm. in order for us to fully grow and blossom and develop. If something is not working for you, if a space or a time frame or a relationship is not working for you, it's okay to move on. It's okay to change your scenery. It's okay to get a breath of fresh air. You you have to do this for yourself because, like they said, you don't kill off the flower if it's not growing. No, you just repot it in a bigger pot, you know, or you – um, change the soil. You do stuff for the environment, not the flower. So you are that flower. Stop trying to mm. kill, you know, stop trying to dim your light. Be that flower. No, change the people around you. Watch how much you bloom and grow. Change everything about until you realize that your growth is important. Change everything around you. Different is okay. 
So those two just really stuck to me. Those are my A.O. King and Queen quotes for the week. Thank you, Pinterest. Okay, so now we're going to jump right into my slate tips for the hair. Y'all, okay, so I did some little soul searching. I mean, you know, some little uh, research about the hair and whatnot. Um, Okay, so I'm going to give y'all one thing that I found out. It was about the term dreadlocks. Now, I've always wanted dreadlocks. I don't have the commitment, but I found out that they come from a movement of guerrilla warriors who vowed to not cut their hair until, I think the name is Haley. I can't pronounce the last name, y'all, but it was the former emperor of Ethiopia until he was released from exile after leading the resistance against the Italian invasion. The warrior's hair became matted and began to lock over time because the warriors with locks in their head were dreaded. The term dreadlock came about from that. So that is my little hair history tip. Um... Y'all, I got to switch it up every week because now all the time do I have a hair tip, so I might just drop a little little history on y'all about hair. So that is all for that. Now we're going to jump right into the sipping tea for the soul topic tonight. And tonight I will be interviewing Complex on not being perfect, um, or I'm sorry, I am not perfect. That is the title for our show. Um, this is something me and Complex, we uh, do this every season where we both you know, tell each other what we're struggling with or what we're trying to come to terms with, what we're trying to heal from. And uh, we did mine last week, um, and now this one is complexes about being perfect. So we're going to jump right into it, complex. My aspect is titled Not Perfect, and I have eight questions for you. You ready, honey? Mm-hmm. All right. The first question, what's being perfect look like for you? Being perfect for me growing up, because I'm, I'm at an age now where I realize you can't, perfection doesn't exist. But growing up, mm-hmm. perfection to me meant just being able to go a day without getting criticized by anybody in my family. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is um, I was overdeveloped growing up, and uh, certain certain shirts didn't fit. Certain shirts made my boobs look a little bit bigger. Um, I was short, so my pants were always, like, you know, very long. <laughs> like, there was I could never find <laughs> pants that, that fit me. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. like my grandmother would say stuff like, oh, you're getting chubby. My uncle would say things like, oh, that shirt looks too tight on you. And I know, like, mm-hmm. they weren't saying it to be mean, but it was just I always felt like something's wrong. And, like, you know, how Mm. you said last week, how you always try to beat someone to the punch, I always just try to make sure that I look okay today so that I won't, you know what I'm saying, get picked on. Like, I just wanted one day to be where Mm. I wouldn't get criticized. And it it showed in my body language. I would walk around with my head held down. I would try to be quiet Mm. and not be noticed. And, you know, my grandma would tell me, like, hold your head up high. And it's like, how do you hold your head up high? when, you know, you're constantly getting critiqued about your image, you know what I'm saying? So by 10 years old, I had self-esteem issues, and I feel like that should be the least, you know, worry on a child's mind at 10 years old. So that's what Mm -hmm. I never got a chance to be perfect, but that's what I wanted it to be like, where no one had anything to say. Just let it be a good day. Mm. Wow. 
I've definitely had those times, too, where I just wanted to go one day without somebody saying anything about me, anything negative about mm-hmm. me, anybody critiquing me. And I did, you know, identify that as the perfect day. It never happened, but I just mm-hmm. always wanted that perfect day. Okay, um, right. my next question is, how did your childhood affect your tendency or attitude toward perfectionism? Uh, my childhood, it affected it because I was very defensive. Like, I was always mm. just, like, looking to see, like, who's going to say something. And even though I was very defensive, it's like if someone said something to me, like, I was a a very sensitive kid, so it's like I would try to redirect. Mm-hmm. I was a people pleaser. I always wanted to be on somebody's good side. So it's like, okay, I would just laugh off the joke, even though I'm hurt. But I noticed mm-hmm. over time that, I would get defensive. I would, I would like, you know, I looked for the attack in everything that someone said. And it's like I would always over-talk them if I felt like, okay, here comes the insult. So let me explain myself. And, you know, mm. that looks like I was just too defensive, too aggressive. I wasn't hearing the other person. And, like, that made me clash with a lot of my friends. Um, I felt very... Uh, subconscious about everything like I was I was never confident with my um with my image you know like if I Mm. if I tried to you know wear the cute little uh what was them hats called you know LL Cool J made it uh real famous back oh the bucket hat you know yeah um like you know I used to like that but you remember how we used to wear we were flipping and we would have our hair down it's like I don't know it's just like I tried my best but I didn't really have the sense of fashion. So it's like I just felt like, I don't know, it's like I I felt subconscious around other people. I compared myself to a lot of females because, you know, I got compared growing up. You know, it was certain females in my family that had the pretty thick hair. And, you know, I would get I would hear com- comments like, you know, you should take care of your hair. You should start putting this in your hair so it can look like such and such hair. So it's like I always mm-hmm. compared myself a lot. And, you know, that's that's what, you know, my childhood did to me. Yeah. Um, I, I know that, uh, like, with my childhood, I just realized that I just wasn't perfect. Like, nothing I did, nothing I said, nothing I wore would ever make me perfect in somebody else's eyes. And I think that's why, mm-hmm. I, you know, me being an adult, that's why I was striving so hard for it. Um, because I just wanted to that one day, I just wanted to be perfect for somebody, but I never was right. able to be perfect because it was always, I was always compared to somebody. I was always talked down about, you know, about how mm-hmm. I look. So yeah, my attitude towards mm-hmm. it was just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> okay. So, like that, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So that ties into my next question. Um, in your <laughs> upbringing, would you say that perfection was encouraged and required? When you were a child, um, it I wouldn't say that it was required. I think because mm-hmm. of the criticism I received, I felt like that's what I should strive for. You get what I'm saying? I okay. just wanted to be the most perfect person to stop that criticism. Um, you know, like okay, prime example. I've said it before on my other podcast that I used to get A's and B's, and I would bring it home, and my mom would be like, "Oh, that was good, but you can do better." And it's like, nigga, mm-hmm. if you want me to get straight A's, that's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I struggle in certain things, but I'm, you know, I'm doing the best that I can. So it's like, 
I got to I got to a point like you where I just really stopped caring. You know, like I let my GPA slip slope down. Um, yeah. I you know I didn't care what people thought. Like, oh, your pants are too long. I like them like that. You know, like I just got to a point mm-hmm. where I was just like, so so the fuck what? You know, because it's like. Yeah. I'm over here trying to be this perfect person. I'm over here trying to, and, and that results in us trying to find validation to others because the people that yes. criticize us so much, they give this, they give off that message that you're not good enough. You know, you won't be good enough until you make these changes in everything. And it's like, they don't even see it as criticism. They don't even see it as nitpicking. It's like this becomes second nature to them, but you cripple a child when you sit up there and say stuff like, oh, you're getting chubby. It's like, okay, damn, is that a mm-hmm. bad thing? You know, like, we, we, we make jokes about it, but we don't understand words hold weight. And it's yes. like I got to the point where it's like I, I didn't care, but that played a part of me not really wanting to have full body pics either because I felt like I was fat. And looking back at those pictures, I'm like, I would do anything to go back to that body. Girl. <laughs> I swear. Well, you just said that, girl, that was me. I was looking at my high school pictures and that's one. I just thought I was just disgusting. I looked at my picture. I said, who the hell? I wish <laughs> I had that body now. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you said. Um, I don't feel like it was required. Well, I kind of do feel like it was required in my household because our life wasn't perfect, so our parents wanted us to, you know, strive and do right in everything that we did. But I just, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. I just felt like <laughs> it, they wanted us to be the perfect kids, especially when we were around people, like especially when we were around the, the family. They always wanted us to act a certain way or dress a certain way. Like that's when we got new outfits yeah. and stuff when it was a family function, even though we were going through hell and back, but they wanted us to present ourselves as though we were perfect. Um, okay, so knowing that perfection is not obtainable in life, why do we strive so hard for it? I think we strive so hard for it because it's like we want somebody to say, job well done. You know what I'm saying? We want somebody mm. to embrace us because it's like when you get criticized so much, and we are, and like you said before, we're our worst critics. So it's like when we're getting yeah. criticized by others, how, how do I have the energy to find that love for myself? How do I have the energy mm. to motivate myself? Because the person that's nurturing me and is raising me, you know what I'm saying, doesn't see it inside of me, so how can I see it for myself? So it's like we, you know, we, we really try. And it's like when you find something that you're perfect at, it's like you stress yourself out trying to make sure that it never go it never goes astray like me with this podcast like, mm-hmm. I don't stress about the podcast but I'm always trying to make sure that I'm changing it so that it never gets dull and that we, our listeners never get bored it's just like it becomes like second nature after a while where you realize like dog this is so hard to obtain that's why you have the workaholics that's why you have the the, yes. you know, the people that sit like you know the, the ones who lose that weight and they're scared to gain it back so it's like okay let me not eat a meal today you know it's just Social media yeah. plays a part in it. Magazines plays a part in it. It's like, dog, like, the standard of beauty, everything. We strive for perfection, but we don't realize these celebrities on these magazines, their body gets altered. You know, that's not them. They they, they do a lot of Photoshopping before it gets, you know, before we see it. Yes. You know, like, why do you think, why you think we say, like, damn, they look shorter in real life. You know, like, it, it's just so much, but the media can play, manipulate your mind to think, no, 
this is what the beauty is. So you have all these women getting these mm-hmm. butt implants and, you know what I'm saying, fucking up their body. And then later on down the line, they're having health problems. Like, I don't know. It's yes. just, we have to look within inside ourselves, but it's like, how, you know, like, how, how do we, how do we learn? Like, you know, where, where do we, like, where does the shift take turn where we realize in ourselves that it's there? Yeah, that, I'm so happy that you said all of that and that you named everything that plays a part in us having these issues and us striving for something that we'll never get. Like, it took mm-hmm. me until I was an adult to realize I'm striving for something that will never come to me. Perfection will never come. You know, I'll be good enough, but I will never be perfect. There's only one perfect being, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I can't measure up. Like, there's nothing. Like, I... I mess up in my life. You know, I, all of us do. Nobody is perfect. And I feel like we're striving for something that we'll never get. But then, you know, it it's hard. It's hard. So mm-hmm. I get where you're coming from. Um, okay, so my next question is, while striving to be perfect, what is the biggest obstacle you have faced? <sighs> striving to be perfect? Oh, gosh. Wow, that's a good one. Uh, striving to be perfect, honestly, striving to be perfect, period. Like, I think the biggest obstacle I face is losing my identity, like, period. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that I lost yes. my identity when I was getting abused, but I didn't, I think, I've, honestly, I'm just not finding out who I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not finding out who mm-hmm. I am as a person. But beforehand, it's like, I was living for others, you know. I was scared to speak my mind. The thoughts that I was thinking, I wasn't saying that out of my out of my mouth, you know what I'm saying? So I lost my identity my whole life. I'm just now finding out who Natasha, you know, a.k.a. Complex Angel is. I'm just now finding this person. I just found her, like, 2019, mm-hmm. honestly. I just found her. And she's evolving every day because this is the person that I've always wanted to be. But, you know, people just always made it seem like something was wrong with that. The way you think, you need to change the way you think because that's not how the world is. You need to change how you move. You're too anal. You're too much. You need to relax. You know what I'm saying? I Mm -hmm. had to find who Natasha was, and this is who I'm okay with. I'm not, you know, like, I'm not dimming my light. But that's the biggest obstacle. I lost myself trying to be what everybody else wanted me to be. And, you know, basically doing what others wanted me to do. Yep. Yeah, people don't realize, like, trying to be perfect, you know, one, is not obtainable. And two, you do lose who you are because you don't know who you really are, you know, outside of that mm-hmm. side of trying to be something that you're not. And that's all it yeah. is when we strive to be perfect. We're faking it. We're not being our true selves. So thank that you part. for sharing that, Complex. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so my, my next one is we're going get to get into that question a little deeper. Okay, so um, I got how has trying to be a perfectionist impacted your mental state, physical well-being, and relationships? Mm. Uh, being perfect impacted my mental state because I was I was always overthinking. Um, mm-hmm. If 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 I said something a certain way, I would overthink it. Like, did I say that wrong? You know, did they take it the wrong way? And I would call them up, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to make it right. Because I was in this state of you got to make it right. You know what I'm saying? You got to be perfect with your friends. You got to be perfect with your family. You know what I'm saying? 
with my family, I, after a while, I didn't give mm-hmm. a fuck. You got the attitude. You got the attitude. But with my friends, I wanted to make that impression. Uh, it impacted me. Like, it drove me crazy, overthinking. It impacted me physical-wise by me overeating because that was the only thing that was making me feel better. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was gaining weight, and it's like my grandma would be in my ear. Like, and I would rebel. Like, I remember for my prom um, you know how, like, you have to do a couple of fittings with your prom dress before you get it? So I think I was going yep. to my second fitting, and my grandma was like, uh, see, you're gaining weight. Now, what, what was, <laughs> I wasn't gaining weight. She wasn't zipping it mm-hmm. up, right? You had to latch it for the zipper to go up. But she's in there just, like, berating me about, like, oh, you're gaining weight. So I got so frustrated that I walked to Dairy Queen afterwards because it's like this is not Mm. making me feel better. You know, it's not making me feel better. And it impacted me in relationships because it's like because I knew that I couldn't obtain, um, you know, perfection and because the criticism of what everybody else was saying was on my head in arguments, I would project my insecurities onto them. Well, you don't care about me. You think I'm a fat piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would really just, like, get the frustration out that I couldn't, you know what I'm saying, say to my grandmother and them. So, yeah, that's, it, it affected me in a negative way. You know, I'm, I'm still sorting through the aftermath and just trying to relearn shit. Well, unlearn to yeah. relearn shit. That's all we can do. That's, that's about it. Um, okay, so what's trying to be perfect, a way for you to get attention, praises, and validation? Um, it would definitely, I would definitely say it, it was to get validation. Like when I would go to my friend's house and like, you know, y'all parents was like, oh, you know, she's not such a bad person. That's the person's house I want to go over. They make me feel comfortable. And I would, you know, like, because that's where I felt like I could be myself. Um, but it's like, I needed extra reassurance in relationships. And that can sometimes be like, take a toll on a relationship because it's like, you want me to give you extra reassurance. You don't believe what I'm mm-hmm. telling you already because it's like, no, I don't. Because like, you know, I, I was always criticized by the ones that raised me. So I don't feel like I'm good enough, but I'm learning that that's something that I have to, you know, do um, do for myself. But I did you yeah. know, strive for perfection to get that validation. Like I love hearing what people thought about my book, you know, but then at the same time, I found myself, I do it with you. Are you sure it's perfect? Like, mm-hmm. tell, come on yeah, now, it's got to be a small Because <laughs> I, I like, come on now. Like, tell me how you really feel. That's a, yeah, that's, that's another thing about being criticized so much and trying to be perfect. You just really don't feel like it. Like, you know, that's why we sit on projects for so long. That's why we be so scared to take the next step because it's like you don't believe that you can do it. And, you know, even though perfection does not exist, you need validation from others just to give you motivation to do stuff in life. And I just didn't want to live like that no more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, being perfect, um, I thought that it would definitely get me some attention and praises. Like, I bust mm-hmm. my ass for my, my parents to notice me my high school year. Like, my, my high school year, they didn't really focus on me because they had shit going on with my younger sister and my older brother. So I thought, mm-hmm. okay, let me spend, bust all these A's and B's, graduate, you know, in the top percentile of my class. Maybe mm-hmm. I could, you know, get some praises. That shit didn't work. And it just discouraged me as an adult because now I feel like, okay, you guys will never pay attention to me. It don't matter what I do. 
you're not going to pay attention to me. So, yeah, I definitely thought right. that being perfect was a way for me to get that attention and praises, but it didn't. Yeah. Okay, so. But, no, just like, I'm sorry, one second. Can I take it back real quick? Uh-huh. What, no, what, ahead, what you said about how, like, it affected you in your adulthood. It's like when we don't get those small victories, it's like we don't know how to do it for ourselves. Like, you know, like like when you're doing a damn good job, you don't believe it because you wasn't getting the praises before. Like, I'm sorry, what you said really yeah. resonated. Yeah, that, that that's so true. Like, it, the small victories, I, I don't notice because I, I'm not used to that, that validation. So, um, um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so my last question Um how can you continue throughout your life, your life's journey, not striving for perfection, but knowing you are enough and that you are worthy? Like, what are some tips that you can do for yourself that you can share with others to do? Um, what I'm starting to do is I'm starting to do self-recordings, uh, like, you know, just saying self-affirmations, just telling myself that, you know, I am loved, I'm worthy, um, you know, not to beat myself up over mistakes I've made. Um, also I'm learning to just be honest about everything. Cause I, I played perfection so much to the point where like, I was, like I said before, scared to admit that I was promiscuous. Um, I didn't really want, like if, if I was in a relationship, I didn't want the mom to know that I can get, I can get attitudes with her son, not realizing you're human. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how mm-hmm. you try to play it. Like you just cussed them out in, in the, in the car. But when you get to the mama's house, it's like, hey, mama, yeah, we good and everything. <laughs> yes. I, I, I yes, played, you know, and it's like I had to realize, like, Kashi, you you have an angry side. You have, you know what I'm saying, you have a bitchy side. You have a strong side. You have different sides of you that you have to embrace. You can't act like you're just this perfect person because it's like looking back on a lot of my relationships, I'm like, damn, I could have handled that a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? I did. There were some times <laughs> where I reacted before thinking about it, you know? But it's like when you live in a mm-hmm. oh, I'm perfect, you, you tend to fall into that plan of victim. Like, they hurt me, and you don't take accountability for what you did in relationships. So I'm just learning, to be honest, like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm learning to take accountability so that no one can come back and say, like, yo, you never took accountability. No, yes, the fuck I did. You know what I'm saying? I, I put it all out on the line on self-love is my rehab and mm-hmm. You can read my dirt anywhere. You know, I'm not ashamed of it. So that's what is helping me to, um, you know, continue to thrive in life and just know that I'm not perfect. So I'm not about to wear myself out trying to obtain something that I'll never get. Yeah. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, that wraps up our sipping tea for the soul topic. Complex. I thank you so much for being so open and transparent, as always. So that was pretty good. Now we're gonna jump right into our next segment, which is the as a woman complex. With that as a woman question. Okay. So my as a woman question this week is: um, admit something weird about yourself. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> funny. Something weird about myself. Let's be here. Um, there's so much weird shit about me. <laughs> That's a weird thing. Um, I have uh, I have like this love for the scent of gasoline. Like it is <laughs> out of this world. Like sometimes I really just go to the gas station just to smell the gas. I love the way gasoline smells. Like, I love it. 
And then um, something else weird about me is that I love playing with fire. I love it. Like, <laughs> it's common to watch flames flicker. Like, have I ever set somebody on fire? No. Have I thought about it? Maybe. You're not about to incriminate me on the show. But, yeah, <laughs> I, those are my two top weird but favorite things. Like, I don't know. I don't know where they came from. I just always love playing with fire, and I've always loved the scent of gas. Like, always, still to this day. Like, those are my two top favorite things. What about you, Complex? So two weird things about me is, one, I, listen, okay, I know I watch TV shows like I've never seen them before. Like Queen K can tell y'all, she'll call me every day. You either hear girlfriends or insecure in the background. But I yes. have to have a show. I put shows in rotation to go to sleep to at night. I have to have the TV on watching me go to sleep at night. So, like, this week, Wayne Brothers is watching me go to sleep. Next week, it might be Bernie Mac. Like, I have to have something on that I've seen before so that I won't stay up trying to watch it. I'm weird like that. And the second one is um, I like breaking glass. Like, it's so therapeutic. What? It's so therapeutic. Oh, yeah, I know. Breaking I know. glass? <laughs> yeah. I like breaking Gotta glass. Gotta watch you. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like, like, you know, like, just, like, not – throwing it at somebody, but, like, I just always wanted to go to a glass house. Like, on So Gone with Monica, I was like, dog, that would have been fun as hell. You put me in a glass house and say, fuck it up, the the, the camera crew already paid for it, or I'm throwing bats and everything. It's just, yeah. Oh, jeez. Y'all should crazy. <laughs> she is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, Okay. Well, I thank you for sharing your little weird tips with us. Um, okay, so we're going to jump right and start next segment, The Girl I See You. Well, okay, Complex, who are you putting in the spotlight tonight? Um, shoot, I don't even think I see anybody. Let me see. Let me go to my screenshot and just see. Uh, all right, all right, all right. I, you know what? I ain't really got nobody to shout out this week. I'm going to just, you know, shout out. All the teams out there, you know, the ones who got it together, the ones who still trying to get it together, and the ones, you know, who don't even recognize they toxic ways that we still love you. Mm, yes. Okay, so my girl, I see you moment is going to the women that I just went on this girls trip with, so Atlanta, shout out to all five of y'all. Y'all were excellent. And then also, special shout out to the ladies of King of Diamonds. In Atlanta, <laughs> those <laughs> girls were so sweet. I loved them. Oh, my God. Like, that was, like, the best night of my life. Shout out to all those beautiful women in there. If you have not been, please treat yourself and go. Um, okay, so that's it for my girl I see you moment. Um, next uh, next segment is the girl I got something to say. Now, y'all, y'all, I'm going to to do something different, okay, because this has been heavy on my heart. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say a quick little prayer, if that's okay. Just just for all of us, um, I came across it today, and I was just like, okay, I, we need this. So mm-hmm. um, it says, God, thank you for making us an overcomer. There is nothing that we can't defeat without you, and every victory is ours because of you. Today, help us to cling to that truth even when we can't see our answers, even when we don't experience the breakthrough or the healing, we can trust and still trust that you are in control and we will receive a victory in your name. Amen. 
Y'all, this mm-hmm. prayer just really told me to hold on. Like, today was a really, really rough day for me. Um, You know, coming back from a trip, still being tired, still trying to, you know, my mom just was telling me my kids is acting out because they missed me. But this is not my first trip. I don't know what's going on with my older two. I know the hormones is going crazy because they're getting mm-hmm. older. But today was really a rough day for me as a mother, as an administrative assistant. It was just all around rough. Okay, so I asked God, I said, God, okay, you got to help me. You got to help me to get through this day. And this was the prayer on the Bible app. Now, me, I'm a spiritual person. I feel like God hears me and he sends me these signs through the Bible app because I kid you not, every single time I'm going through something, he always has a scripture on the Bible app that pops out or it's always a prayer that pops out for me like all the time, and this is this was the one that just pretty much told me to keep the faith and keep pushing. Know that brighter days yeah. are coming. Like, that's what I got out of this prayer. I will have the victory in the end. The enemy will not defeat me because I am God, you know. I am that's his, right. and all he wants for me to do is prosper. And I feel that way. I feel so strongly about that for myself, as well as I feel it strongly for all y'all out there listening. Complex, I feel this same way for you. Look, we good. We are good. He got us covered. So just keep on pushing through. Keep on taking it a step forward. And that's all I got to say, y'all. Okay. All right. That's fine. So, yeah, Complex, you got anything to say, girl? No, you know that's so segment. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. I just thought that maybe you wanted to, what's the name? Um, okay, <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to jump right on into the uh, no apology thought, followed by those self-affirmations. What's up, Complex? Okay, so my two no apology thoughts is um, the first one is some rejections are for redirection. A lot of times in life we we try to plan our lives out, but we don't understand that God is in control. Um, And, you know, when the things that we really try to hold on to, it hurts us because those are the things that was never supposed to come together in the first place. So if you, you know, lost a job, if you are breaking up with somebody, if you're going through a divorce, understand that that rejection is for a redirection you know don't try to hold on to it god has better in store for you and just you know trust yeah. him i always say it praise him even when you're in that dark hallway waiting for that next door yeah, to open yeah. up and then my second one is um you don't know how strong you are until it's the only option you have i am mm. a person that that can that you know can testify to this queen k can testify to this you know, I have been put up against some storms that I didn't think that I would make it out of, and, you know, I did. So just know that yeah. you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. Your mind can play tricks on you, and it can be your worst enemy. If you're going through a storm, please listen to that little voice that says you, you can't stay here. You know what I'm saying? you got to get out. Listen to that mm-hmm. voice. Don't let the other negative things overpower that voice. I'm telling you, I say it all the time now. I used to be so scared to talk about my abusive relationships. I felt like I was giving him power. If I did not listen to that little voice that kept telling me this cannot be your turning point, uh, this podcast would not mm-hmm. be here today. Self-love is my rehab would not be here today. No apologies would not be here today. Please, try, you know, do not let your downfall be the permanent. We have ups and downs. We're not supposed to stay down forever. So just know, mm-hmm. you know your strength, your strength is, is what you have. Tap into it. And um, yeah. my self-affirmation for tonight is 
I am growing no matter what obstacles come my way. My insecurities no longer exist, and my ambitions and strengths have replaced them. So with that being said, I'm Complex Angel. I'm Navaz. And I'm Queen K. I'm the Vision. Peace and love. We out, y'all. Peace and love.